Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears, season two, two ears. This week's episode is sponsored in part by people that make left turns from right turn only lanes and don't care about anyone behind them. Yes, they have bought time on this podcast just to say, f*** you. Yes, whether it stems from pure obliviousness or a deep-seated hatred of all other human beings. The results are always the same. People that make left turns from right turn only marked lanes and don't care anything about anyone behind them. Again, that tagline is, F*** you. I'm Jason. Hey, and I'm KJ, and in this week's episode, we welcome Anita from Alaska to the third chair. I learned something new about Anita this week, and I loved it. And we talked about gender equality and Wang Chung, and I don't even remember what else. And that's just in the week in review. And then we'll take a quiz where none of the answers are Beetlejuice. And we wrap it all up with feedback. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, we things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happen. The things that happen. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. What is up this week? <laughs> Two weeks? Three weeks? Two weeks. I can't remember. I think. Good is up. Yeah, well, good. We have Anita from Alaska, all the way yeah. from the wilds of Alaska, joining us in the third chair today. Welcome, Anita. Good morning. Especially at this ungodly hour in Alaska. <laughs> in Alaska, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, you got your coffee, I presume. I do. It's five o'clock, but actually it's already light out. Wow. Oh, yeah, I suppose. It's yeah, light out here, year. but it's also not five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so what's happening? Me? Yeah. Um, I honestly can't remember from week to week anymore. Me either. Um, <laughs> I really just am like, what are we doing? Well, we've I, been going. What have I been doing? I don't even know. <laughs> the only thing I know is that we've been going to Iowa a lot. More travel than we normally even do. Like, wow. you know, where in the world is KJ this week? It might be where in the world is KJ today now. Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever talked. Have I talked about on this pod about my stepdad's cancer? I don't no, think I, I ever have. It, but no, I don't think the... People who listen have heard most of them anyway. Some of them, yeah. Well, anyway, he's been fighting liver cancer for, oh, five years, and, and his health has recently been declining. Mm. And actually, just yesterday, he made the decision to forego any further chemo and enter into hospice care. So mm. right after we wrap this recording, we're headed back to Iowa. So mm. that's kind of been our lives lately. He's been declining you know, as anyone who has had anybody they know go through cancer, sometimes the de decline is super fast and nobody's quite ready for it. Um, yes. So that's where we're at. And uh, so, yeah, this just in cancer sucks, everybody. Yep. So I had a friend of mine. Uh, this has been probably seven or eight years ago now who he was my age. He's in his mid 40s and I uh, was diagnosed with cancer and they say he went through one round of chemo, like six weeks or whatever it is. And they said, well, we think it's in remission for now. And it was like, great. And everybody was thinking, oh, you know, 
this is, I've known, you know, my dad had cancer and they told him it was going to be bad. And then he went through chemo and then, you know, 20 years later, he's, you know, still kicking. Um, so you just never know. And then my friend who, you know, relatively young, not for cancer, but relatively young, you know, in life in general, 40 years, 40 something years old. Um, he wasn't even 40 at that point. Um, six months later after they said, you know, it's in remission for now came back and within, you know, a few weeks he was dead. So it's just, it's, you never know. It could be, you know, you could live 20 more years or you could be gone in six weeks. Yeah. Uh, I actually uh, talked to a guy, heard a guy tell his story. Um, guy I've known for probably five years now. He's probably in his uh, late fifties, early sixties. And that I had never heard. I knew he had had cancer year, a few years ago, but I had never heard the story um, where he had lymphoma, which is basically you don't make it mm-hmm. uh, most of the most of the time. And he did chemo for nine years. Wow. Off and on like a rotation schedule because they were like, we don't know. We don't know why you're still alive, but, you know, this seems to be working. And he's like, yeah. And finally, after like eight and a half years, he went in and said, I'm done with this. And they were the doctors were like, well, you're going to die. And he's like, well, I'm done with this. I made peace with it. Basically saying, you know, this is I know where I'm this is not the way I want to continue living if whatever happens from here on ha- out happens. And that was in 2006. And so 13, 14 years later, he's still alive and he's he's doing fine. So it's one of these things where you just never know. So hope for the best. And, you know, like you said, you prepare for, you know, things to take a turn quickly, but you just, you just got to hope for the best. That's all you can do. Yeah. Well, he's, he's kind of said the same thing. I'm done with this. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling at a certain age, if my kids were grown and out on their own and you know, talking with Jason's wife about it. And I, I have a feeling I would be the same way mm-hmm. at a certain point. Yeah. It's just because you can, only, there's only so much of that you can do. And me personally, that's the way I feel. Yeah. Like. His quality of life is way down. He's in quite a bit of pain and it's, yeah. it's been a tough go for him in the last five weeks. So how old is he roughly? 80, 82 oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's seems like he's lived a pretty good life. Yeah. Yep. And all of the family, except for my brother in Nashville, hasn't been able to get up yet. But everybody else is fortunate enough they have jobs or are retired. Tim Ager from Antarctica, um, that they can <laughs> that they can be there. So that's kind of nice for everybody. But he had done the same thing. He had gone to he had gone through immunotherapy for four years. Hmm. And they were driving to Ann Arbor, Michigan, to the U of U of Michigan for couple every other week for for i think they went on something like 75 different treatments wow a 9 hour drive to and from so and then he went off of that cuz it started to not work anymore and then he was on oral chemo and that is kind of where his the side effects were too much so he's kind of battling side effects versus pain so anyway that's what we've been doing the last 2 weeks not very fun but you know, that's life. That's part of life. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody at some point in their life who is, you know, older than, you know, a, a kid has, and most kids probably have experienced someone, either they, in their family or a friend who has had cancer. It's just. Yeah, everybody's affected by it. You can't get away from it. Yeah. yeah. And you well, never know. so a, a good thing that has happened this week. Mm-hmm. 
it's been it's been a relatively big week here as far as the Hall of Famers recovery. I mean, I finally got my side of the oh. bed back. Really? Yes, and I'm sleeping much better. Wait a minute, you did you have to swap sides of the bed because of which knee it was, and it was easier to get in and out of the bed? Is that what it is? Because of, yes, because of the location ah. of the one is closer to the wall, and one is, mm. you know, of course we have our room set up feng shui, feng shui. <laughs> feng shui, I believe it is. Feng shui. Um, <laughs> I get. I get. I think. Okay, Marie Kondo. <laughs> no, she's not an advocate of feng shui. Feng shui. Feng shui. Yeah, is the way I've heard it. I could be completely wrong. I've just heard other people say it that way. Have you heard of that, Anita? Feng shui. <laughs> not feng shui. I think Jason got it. <laughs> Jason got it. Surprisingly, so it's not ding, ding, feng shui. <laughs> feng shui. Feng, feng shui. <laughs> feng shui. Nailed it. Okay. Which I believe is a, is it Japanese or Chinese term? I th- let's, let's put bets on this and then I'll look it up. I think it's Japanese. Okay. Me too. I also think it's Japanese. Okay. Um, so, yes, that was, that was access to my former side of the bed was easier. So... You know. I should have went with my instinct and not with YouTube. Right. It's Chinese. It's Chinese. I said. Chi- I said it's Chinese uh, or Japanese, and that was that. My gut react. Just go with your gut. Sometimes it's like that Malcolm Gladwell book, Blink. Yes. Sometimes it's like the universe is telling you the answer. Go with that. Quit trying to overthink it. Ah, it's Chinese. Well, I over th- I overthunk it because yes. Marie Kondo is Chinese, <laughs> and I know that's not her principle. So I thought, well, it must be Japanese then. Oh, see, I didn't realize she was Chinese. I thought she was Japanese. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Oh, now we're looking up something else. Let's take bets on this. Marie Kondo. I'm going to go Japanese. I insult the host, so I just went with you guys. Oh, that, that is the good, that's a good route to go. Yeah. Uh, Marie Kondo, born 1984 in Tokyo, Japan. I was wrong about that, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, we're off to a good start and an actual, <laughs> basically a normal start. I mean, what's... I was going to say, this is the normal podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, my gosh. What? If you I Googled Marie Kondo, and the first thing that came up is a sponsored swimsuit, like a, a what's a, not a bikini, but a, it's a one piece, mm-hmm. like a women's swimsuit that has her face giant on the front of it that is not, 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 not good. <laughs> It looks ridiculous. Like covering the whole suit? Uh, most of it. It's super weird looking. I'll send you the picture. That's interesting. Oh my gosh! And it's go. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I see it. Oh. It's like a desktop with like, um, like icons, like a computer desktop. But the problem is, she's wearing like a flesh-colored shirt, and where the like swimsuit goes down, like the bottom part of it that goes down to like a V. <laughs> Oh no! It's not. It's not a good design. <laughs> it's real bad. <laughs> so, Anita, you said I see it, which means you're googling at the same time. Here, I thought that someone from Alaska <laughs> might actually have a worse in- internet connection than me, and that I think no. I'm wrong about that too because I can't <laughs> Google no. and podcast at the same time. <laughs> Oh, I guess I'll have to look at that later, that picture. She's got two, you know, two grizzly bears 
you know, riding a bike in the background to, to <laughs> power the power the internet, and she's still got better internet than you. <laughs> yep, that's probably true. I still don't understand it. I really don't understand because you don't live that far away from a major metropolitan area. No, not that far. No, not, and it's not like you're in you know the middle of the ocean. No, and we're actually only three miles from a town of fifteen thousand people, so there's no reason. The direct yeah. the CenturyLink, which is the main company around here, comes within a mile of our house, and they just stopped. That's good. We'll call it. Did for... you make somebody at that company mad? No, no, no. <laughs> I haven't lived here long enough. This was before I moved here. Oh, okay. Uh, I think uh, please, no one buy this Marie Kondo one piece swimsuit. It's <laughs> it's rough. But if you do, send us a picture. Yes. yes. Yes, reverse that. Please buy this Marika no swimsuit and send us a picture. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I got this my side of the bed back. Um, she can load and unload the dishwasher now. She can do her own laundry. She cooked, putting her to work. She cooked a first full meal. So things are improving. Still can't drive. Oh, Still yeah, on one crutch. Oh, she's she's dropped down to one from two. That's that's a that's a big improvement. Yes. That's a that's a um what a milestone is that what that's yeah milestone. Yeah, we're calling that's it milestone week around here. And next week, <laughs> she should be she should be con- completely rid of the crutches if all really? goes well. Yeah. Okay. When is the date? Is the like? Can you see like the light at the end of the tunnel for the date for when she gets the brace off and can like resume all normal activity? I'm looking back at that tunnel. The brace is off. The brace has been off for oh. a couple of weeks. Okay, so let me ask this. That's good. Yep. So next question, what's the date that they're estimating for, like, she's no crutches, can do all normal activities, 100%? Um, at least six months from surgery. Um, so she won't be able to go back to work until the fall. Mm-hmm. And probably so September, probably October, maybe maybe November before she'll feel like yeah I can go running again, or something like that. Okay. So we're getting I, there. I would, as a as a as a person in their um, mid forties, I would say I cannot run on a like not on a treadmill anymore. Oh God, no! I hate treadmill running. I have to run on a treadmill because it's too ba- it's too harsh on my knees. To run and on, I've never had any knee surgeries. You've had to, to run, run on, on like a treadmill. Concrete. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. If I if because you know you can get those treadmills that have like a little bit of give to them, so it's like mm-hmm. it's more of a cushion. If I run like out on the like even on the asphalt on the streets, especially like on the concrete sidewalks in my neighborhood, I can't. You, it just the next yeah. day I can barely move around. Yeah, they're no good. I mean, if you can <clears throat> run on a trail, that's better. Yeah. If I had anything like that here that wasn't like paved trails, because they don't have any of that here. Um, I've looked for tracks like, you know, like high school tracks or like a college track where uh-huh. it's got like the rubberized material or even like the, I mean, I'm dating myself. When I was running track in high school, I would we would go to some small schools and they'd have like charcoal tracks. Yeah. Yep. Which is like the, seems like the dumbest idea because it's just super dusty all the time. Um but so I'm looking for one of those where I can run in like a quarter mile oval because um, that's what I'm used to. But it's nothing around here near my house that I'm that they don't lock up and, you know, 
have security on like it's, you know, Fort Knox, which is the stupidest thing. Well, if you ever come up here, we have a horse trail that you can run on. And during winter, you can see the hunters. It's a pastime, you know. <laughs> oh, you can get. We yeah. look for the deer stands. <laughs> I'm not interested in, you know, it turning into a biathlon where I am the, the target. The subject, yeah, the target. Yeah, uh, me either. So I don't like treadmill running. I've never been in track. So I, I've run on a track, but not. For very long, not for yeah. like an 800 or whatever you want, 800, 1600, 1600's the mile. Yep, 1600 meters. I ran that and the 800 meters when I was, and it was called the uh, 880 because they did it in yards when I was in, because oh. you know, when I went to high school in, you know, the 1900s, which my kids find hilarious. <laughs> I bet. They just think I'm the oldest person. They think, you know, it's like, it's like I said, I'm from the 1800s. If you said that to us, we'd be like, wow, that's. You've been around a while. When I say the 1900s, my kids are like, <laughs> you're old. That is a little depressing. It just doesn't feel that long ago. No. Well, well think about it, though. I was born in the 70s. Yep. The 70s. If you look back at stuff from the 70s now, it seems forever ago. Do you have an opinion on that, Anita? <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting this up. I'm, I'm doing this on purpose. 70s. Holy cow. You're, you are old. <laughs> did you ever run track, you Anita? Did you ever run track? No, I uh, played tennis. Oh. Wow. I uh, went to college on a tennis scholarship. I knew you were an athlete. <laughs> but I, I don't it. run if I don't have to anymore. My back is shot. So, yeah, well, that I, would... I walk, I walk fast, but running is, mm -hmm. is tough these days. So you would fit right in with the people at the masters when they open the gate, run, not run, walk, don't oh, run speed they'd walk. Be, they'd be down, man down. <laughs> <laughs> so clay court or what kind uh, of court? I grew up playing on clay courts. My dad was a pro at a club in Philadelphia and we had, wow. 14 clay courts. We played on grass. We had some grass clubs close by. And uh, then in college, played in, on hard courts. Where did you go to college? Uh, North Dakota State. Uh-huh. Yep. And I knew that. And then I finished up at University of New Orleans. That's right. So did you play tennis in both of those locations? Yes. That is the quite the combination. Com, com, blah blah blah. I can't talk. From That's North quite Dakota. the combination. Yeah, North, yeah, North Dakota, Dakota and New Orleans. Yeah. Well, after a couple of years in North Dakota, I was like, "What am I doing here?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm 20 years old. New Orleans sounds like a great place to be. Mm-hmm. So I, I know you're from Philadelphia. Had you lived in Philadelphia until you went to college? Yes. Yeah, I grew up there. You followed my crazy aunt with North Dakota and New Orleans because that's what we did. That's I, you know, I went to grade school in Louisiana first through fifth grade, and my my crazy aunt moved down there first, and then when my mom got divorced, she moved down there. So they went from North Dakota to not New Orleans, but Louisiana. Boy, what a culture shock for a young girl! No kidding, the schools there are terrible too. Yep, <laughs> you know they're terrible in Louisiana when they they um asked me to skip a grade. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the true story, they did. And I decided not to. I choose not to skip. That's right. Um, tennis. So do you watch tennis now? Are you into tennis or are you like, no, I can't watch it? No, it's I boring. Watch, watch you do. The, okay. Yeah, the big majors I watch. I do, but with the women, I have to either I don't watch the women or I have to turn the sound off. Oh, the grunting. Why? Because yes. the grunting? Oh, it's horrible. Don't some of the men grunt? Yeah, but it's maybe it's not as annoying or they don't do it as loud. Okay. I think it's the pitch and the tone of the voice to me. It's yeah. Just like it's, it's that. that it's I not think. necessary. No, it and you know what? I think it just becomes their routine. Like they cannot imagine how to hit the ball without grunting. Well, they they teach, probably don't even they know teach them that. They teach them to do that so they breathe. So they're exhaling when they hit the ball? Yeah, so they yeah. teach them to do that to make sure that they breathe. But I know I was watching it one time in my room and my kid walked by. I thought I was, I was watching porn. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> So who had who had the worst grunt to you? Was it Martina Hingis or Monica Sellis? Maybe who was the worst? Sharapova is probably the worst. Sharapova. I think the more recent people are worse. It's There's like they've a, gone over as a rank as a or something. Now she's pretty bad. Yeah, she's bad. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> really? No, I don't I, really watch I, tennis, and I know, I know who that is. I've heard of the name, I guess. I yeah. couldn't pick her out of a lineup, though. <laughs> okay, before we, before we move on to the next segment, Anita, let, tell me what you thought of the, this is a while back, Serena outburst where she was penalized as a tennis player. Do you think that... As a tennis professional. Yeah, would you think that was fair to penalize a full game by that chair judge? Um. I don't know. I, not really. I mean, it's sort of like when they're, you know, you're calling fouls at the end of a game. It, is it really necessary for little things? Mm-hmm. Right. They probably could have handled it better and not, you know, co- cost her a game. She was, I think she was going to lose anyway. Yeah. But I think, you know, her opponent would have rather won winning not, and then having it handed to her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I felt that really bad for her. The, yeah, yeah, that Serena ended up being the major story of that in, in the, the referee and not who, who – I couldn't even honestly tell you who it was that, that beat her in that match. It so. was, uh, Osaka, Osaka, wasn't it? Yeah. And I just felt bad for her. I mean, she, you saw her. She was crying when they were handing out the trophies and stuff. Yeah. She felt so bad. But she, she was going to win anyway. Even Serena said, you know, she, she had it. Mm-hmm. But to go out like that, I mean – Back in the day, you know, McEnroe ended up getting defaulted out of, I think, out of Wimbledon for uh, <laughs> violations. Oh, and did he? he? I okay. He lost the whole, you know, lot, got out of the tournament, but yep. and didn't even, you know, hit a ball. It was just because he was with his outbursts and stuff. He got penalized. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think that's a good. I was just going to say, I think Serena was trying to make that point on the court was like, even though McEnroe was, he might've been defaulted out of that one tournament. I think she was trying to say that they don't always get, pen- men don't always get penalized the same way as women do. Oh, I, I agree with that hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, They get away a lot more than the women. 
Yeah, because it's not ladylike. Yeah. But tennis is different these days. I mean, you go back and watch a match, like when Tracy Austin won the U.S. Open, and it looks like a couple of old ladies out there on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now you watch them, and the, the power is just crazy. Well, yeah, the, the Williams sisters, weren't they serving over 100 miles an hour at in their prime? Yes. Yeah. And I both, think I... Go ahead. My, my son knows both of them. He's, he went to college on a tennis scholarship in Florida and uh, ended up working with the Williams sisters. And nice. Two of the sweetest people you said you'd ever meet. Oh, I was hoping that was going to be the, what you would say, not that they were jerks. No, they're very sweet. Good. Yeah, they seem very level-headed for, you know, uh, becoming famous and at such an earlier, a younger age. And uh, they seem like they have a good work ethic and really appreciate and value, you know, what just, just me reading, just from interviews and things I've heard both of them say, they seem very gracious in everything that they say and do. And that's... That's good to hear from someone who knew them personally, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in tennis and in everything in life, you've heard me say this before, KJ, that um, I agree that women are, um, especially in tennis and what we're talking about, that men get away with a lot more than the women do. I feel like instead of the women dropping down to the men, we should hold the men to a higher standard. Well, you're not going to get an argument from me, but I don't see that happening. <laughs> I think it should be equalized by making the men, you know, be more responsible. In, and I'm saying this in tennis and in all areas of life. Yeah, you're not just talking a lot about of times, tennis. Yep. The gender gap is in the, the, the way, the, the, the inequality in the way genders are treated. It's almost like so many people are rallying or calling out for, we need to, you know, treat women like we treat men. I feel like we should treat men like we are trying to treat women. It needs to move that direction a little bit more. Again, hold hold everyone. No arguments here. Yeah. Well, how come uh, men have to play best out of five in majors and women uh-huh. only play best out of three? What yeah. do you do? Do you change the men or you change the women? Best of four. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> and I shoot out. Part. I have a shootout at the end. Yeah, a serve off. Who can hit the other player? The other player doesn't get a racket and you just have to hit them and whoever gives up first. One thing that always bothered me playing sports, especially basketball, was the in in girls basketball high school, especially. It seemed like the girls were always called for carrying or Mm -hmm. double dribbling when the boys were doing the same thing. And they never got called. I know that drove me nuts because. Yeah, I agree with that. I dated a girl in high school who was a basketball player. Uh, she played like freshman and, and sophomore years of high school. And they, so I went to like all those games. She and the, I totally agree with you that the, it's almost like they looked at the girls and were like, okay, we're going to enforce the fundamentals more on you because that's all you got. Or and, and that's the way the referees looked at it. My take always when when I was in high school was, oh, you don't think a girl you must you think the girl is not capable of having the skill of dribbling without a carry. Therefore, we're going <laughs> no, to call no, that. No, the boys, the 
the the men in the NBA are breaking the rules. They carry every single. They carry <laughs> every all single dribble the time. Almost. Yes, and traveling and all that stuff, and they do call it Morgan. So it's almost like it, it's it's like in in difference in men's and women's soccer too. In men's soccer, the women seem more um, technical. In a lot of cases, I know this is not true. I'm just talking watching because I only watch soccer basically during the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And I watch the Women's Cup. And I prefer the Women's World Cup. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching That's men and women. win. Yeah, of course. And the, the the men are like flying up and down the field. And it seems like, you know, the field is smaller because they're they're faster in general. But they tend to call, like the women seem a lot more technical and be, you know, in, in possession of the ball. I was going to say ball possession, but, you know. Anyway, I did it anyway. In ball so, possession. Yeah. On the pitch. Yes. In a nil-nil match. <sighs> love, zero, <laughs> nil. Nil love is what I got for that. Yes, and love is in tennis. Okay, Beetlejuice, thanks for explaining my <laughs> joke. <laughs> well, I just, you know what? Beetlejuice, <laughs> Beetlejuice sometimes need to be explained to me, so I just figured. Beetlejuice is always the answer. Yeah, I know. That is 100%. Anytime anybody asks you, Beetlejuice. (laughs) Oh, God. So, were you you done with your point before I jumped in to explain? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. (laughs) All right. Well, we've covered a lot in this week in review. From from cancer to women's rights or gender equality Mm -hmm. to tennis, tennis to feng shui. This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing That should end what this segment is Okay, I'll tell you, it's a quiz What do we know? Well, yes, it is a quiz And I believe that when we were discussing quizzes Anita used the word, the phrase piece of cake. Is that right, Anita? Mm. Oh, God, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, I've been told that you're um, you're a trivia, you're a trivia queen. Well, this will be the deciding factor if I get any of these. (laughs) Okay, that's right. Any of them. Remember, Beetlejuice, always the answer. This is Quizlet number six from Bob Walsh, Quizmaster. And I'll read the blurb that he wrote. On the day after I submitted Quizlet five, in which I ridiculed Jason's minor difficulty with Arthur's, speaking of tangent aired episode 112, slash Quizlet three, in which I embarrassed myself by misidentifying Mark Anthony as the speaker in Caesar's funeral oration. Mm. As the good book says, pride goeth before a fall. Or as KJ would say, What a dope. As penance for my misstep, I offer the following quizlet. Identify the famous Mark or famous Anthony based upon the three clues provided. Note that some Marks spell their name differently from others. Besides that guidance, there are no hints. Oh, boy. And the quiz master has a preemptive preemptive clarification. Before the swag master and the other biblical scholars get their knickers in a bunch, I know that Proverbs 16, 8, 16 verse 18 actually said, says, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Mm-hmm. I'm using a little artistic license here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, go ahead. You take artistic license with the Bible. Sure. <laughs> Knock yourself out. I was actually going to say something about that to pick it, Bob, but anyway. It looks like Bob preemptively picked it at, own, at his yes. own self. Okay. Yes, that's the way to go. All right, are we ready? Ready. As ready as I'm going to be. Question number one. Identify the Mark or Anthony who is an alumnus of Denison University, is as comfortable portraying a Brit as an American, and in the autumn months is often seen in the company of a simian. Well, this one's easy. I, I don't know what Denison University is. I have no idea who this is. I don't either, but I the other two, I definitely know. Anita? <laughs> I don't know. A simian, well, in the autumn months. Don't know. I was going to say, I'll give hints, but I'm terrible at giving hints. Yeah, give us a hint. Um, let's see. What about number, the second one that Bob writes? Is as comfortable portraying a Brit as an American? That could be thousands of people. Over the airwaves. Again, thousands of people. <laughs> I know who this is. I'm just playing ball. Oh, Jason says he knows who it is in a whispering voice. Well, know. if you know who it is, give, the qu- give, give a clue better than me. Um... He's known by a different name to most people. Yes. You know him personally. We uh, all know him. Excellent quiz. Or excellent clue. Oh, God. He's a Red Sox fan. He wrote yeah. a book about a cat. Yes. Yeah, I got it. All right, all right, all right. I got it. Okay. I don't know anyone named Mark. I, I mean, I know, I know this. I know him by Nigel. I, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about, Mark. Mm, yeah, Mark. Yeah. So this question is invalid. Okay. Next Num- question. Number two: Identify the Mark or Anthony who never married, was convicted in 1873 of voting illegally, and died in 1906, 14 years before the passage of the 19th Amendment in the U- to the U.S. Constitution. Okay, Bob. <laughs> let's have let's have a little aside here. Sidebar Please. with the lawyer. He died in 1906, and you think we know this? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking he must be somebody super famous if if Bob's doing something in night asking us about someone from 1906. What is the 19th Amendment to the Constitution? Um, I don't know. Is it about voting? Uh, I know this one. Bob's being tricky. Well, that is what he does. I think 19th Amendment was women's Women's right suffrage? Vote. Okay. Yes. So this is Susan B. Anthony. But uh, well, he, doesn't, he doesn't say he in there anyway, so I'm thinking it's Oh, uh, very good. Yeah, I don't think that. I think that question is also disqualified. I agree. I was thinking it had to be the first name. So now we I know. Also, yes, that is also what I thought. Now look, okay. Well, he didn't say, he just said that some of the marks spell their name differently from others. Besides that guidance, there are no hints. And I feel that Bob should have said this could be first or last names. And it could be male or female. Because as soon as I saw the voting illegally and then 19th Amendment, I mm-hmm. thought it might be a woman. I'm like, well, Mark or Anthony isn't a woman's name. I did not think of Susan B. Anthony. 
that's but that's the answer. Right? That's got to be the answer. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Do we all concur? I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the 19th Amendment is suffrage, women's suffrage. Yeah. Okay. I, Which I didn't realize that was that soon because literally, or that was, I thought it was like more in the 50s and 60s because literally in 1980, people were still debating this in Congress. Should women have the right to vote? Which is insane, by the way. Yeah, so it's 18 early or late 1800s when that passed. Uh, no, she died 14 years before, so it would be 1930 or 1920. Sorry, 14, math is escaping yeah. me this morning. Well, <clears throat> math. Yeah, I mean, and and obviously, you know, what I'm talking about when I say it's insane is women should never be allowed to vote. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. I just want to clarify because you know. Okay. Glad you clarified that. Number three, identify the Marks, Marks, plural, or Anthony, who performed on radio, on, a tel- on television as a game show host, and in the movies, worked successfully with his relatives, and received an honorary award in 1974. I could take a guess to this is. Guess I, who this is. I got this one. Okay. Uh, let's give hints. KJ, do you know? No, is Marks plural a typo, or is that is that? Um... No, it is not a typo. Okay, so the only is. one I can think of is the Marks brothers. Yeah, yep. did you bet your life on that? <laughs> I bet my quiz life on that. Okay, you win. I think that's who it is. Is that who you think, Anita? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna go Groucho if he needs a specific Groucho name. Marks. Yeah, I don't remember the other one's name. What's the other one's name? Harpo. Zeppo. Zeppo. Was it there? Is there, is there a fourth one? Um, Shimp. Uh, Harpo. Larry. Groucho. Curly. There was another one. Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're gonna go with Groucho if there if it needs to be specific. If it's a specific person, yeah. Well, he was probably the most famous of the Marx Brothers. And I say that because that's the only one I know. <laughs> Chico, Chico is another one. Oh, yeah, that's who I was trying and, to think of. And uh, Gummo, I think there was one. Look at Anita pulling names. Gummo, are you on the Google machine or is this? No, nope, I watched <laughs> wow. every Brothers that movie ever made. Wow. Hey, did you? Okay. Oh, you well. should know them all. Number four, identify the Mark or Anthony who performed on radio. On television in a game show and in the movies. Works with his relatives and received an honorary award in 2017. I thought I was repeating this. I thought I was rereading question three. Mm -hmm. Okay. 2017. Works with his relatives. So honorary award makes me think like a lifetime achievement thing maybe. Okay. Like an outlet, you know, they do those lifetime achievement Oscars. Do they do that for the Emmys too? Probably. Like Grammys and stuff. I just, when I think of, of, of awards, I, that's the three that I go to, or Tony Awards. That's the four that I go to. Mm-hmm. Well, he, worked, um, he or she, I guess, performed on radio and worked on a television and a game show. So it doesn't say he's the game show or she's the game show host, though. Mark Summers. Was he yeah, host yeah, of Nickelodeon's Double Dare? Double Dare. And what was the other one? He was he did another one too. 
I don't know. Double Dare um, Two. Mark uh, Burnett. Do they yeah. work with relatives? I don't know. Is this Anthony. maybe an Anthony? We've had a lot of Anthony's, so I mean, we've had a lot of Marks. So have we had an Anthony yet? Oh, excuse me. Anthony. Yes, we've had two Marks and one Anthony. I can get things right. I can't remember anything. Um, <laughs> well, let's get this one right then. So this could be a first name, last name, man, mm-hmm. woman, living, dead. It's a person, I'm assuming. Actually, it could be people, a person or people. I'm assuming it's humans. Probably a good uh, assumption. I think one could of be these... A, could be an animal. Could be a, a, like a show, showbiz animal. Named Mark like or Air Anthony. Bud. Yeah, maybe Airbud's name, actual name is, you know, Sir Anthony um, Jones. I'm waiting for the answer to be Mark Anthony, the singer who used to be married to J-Lo. Mm. Who is, um, he was married to J-Lo? Uh-huh. Who's the Mark that's married to Kelly Ripa? Is that Mark Consuelo? Consuelo. Consuelos? Yeah, Consuelo. No, I think you had it the first right, the first time. Consuelos. <laughs> I I uh, say Consuelo because one of my my best friends from college, when she got married, she was marrying a Kinsella, mm-hmm. and the priest that married them and introduced them as um, Mr. and Mrs. Consuelo. <laughs> <laughs> he changes them from Italian to, to to Latin. So yeah, so. You know, Consuelo is always the answer for me. There you go. Uh, now, is there somebody, Is was there an actor in the movie Beetlejuice that had the first and or last name of Mark or Anthony? <laughs> I guess we got to look at this. I guess I really do need to always, always be thinking always. about Beetlejuice. Yes. I, I should probably just rewatch the movie. Yeah, I don't, I can't think of anybody right off the top of my head. A Mark or an Anthony works no, with his none of relatives. The Baldwin's name Mark or Anthony. Uh, no, there's Billy, Stephen. Because they were in Beetle. Um, Wasn't Alec in Beetlejuice? Yeah, Alec. <laughs> Was his name? Is his is his actual name Anthony? And they just called Maybe. him Alec. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Let's Yo, see. Tony Baldwin. You know what? He does work works with relatives. That would check a Baldwin box. Oh, I know who this is. We're idiots. Oh. Well, speak for yourself. Who is yeah, this? We is, know that. Clue, this clue. is this is Anthony Irwin Kornheiser. Oh, uh, PTI is not a game show. I agree. Well, maybe at one point he did. You are right. It is Anthony Irwin. That's got to be who it is. Works if, with if the, that's, works if with that's his relatives. The official answer. That's our answer. Michael Kornheiser, yeah, and received an honorary award in 2017 would probably be the yes. Wall of Fame, Hofwaff. Or the yeah. honorary doctorates that he has. Oh, yeah, yep. Okay, well, we, we, we totally nailed that one. <laughs> Number five, identify the marker. <laughs> well, hey, 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 it took us a long time to get there. We took the scenic route, but we got there. That's the important yes, part. Yes, and that would be it's the, the... It's the destination, not the journey, that's the most important. Wait a minute, that's not right. <laughs> it's a loose... Totally nailed is a loose definition. Totally yes. nailed. Um, <laughs> number five, identify the marker Anthony who was born in Wales, mm-hmm. has starred in multiple movies portraying a god and multiple movies portraying a serial killer, and has played Mark Antony on stage opposite Judy Dench. Dame Judy I got, Dench, I'll, I'll add. I got this one. 
think I got this one. Yeah, I don't. Let's let's have some qu- let's have some hints. Okay. Anthony, um, Anthony, the guy from Anthony, the guy from Silence of the Lambs. Yes, that is correct. Yep. Do you know his name? Anthony. What does a bunny rabbit do? Pops. And what do you call your family? What's a what's a southern name for my family? Not your relatives. My um my fam? <laughs> no. Oh, like old, like oh. rural southern. He's my next of kin. Put them together and what you got? I feel like we're on Sesame Street. Hop Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it again. Perfect. Okay, so there is a there is Is that who you think it is, Anita? That's who I think it is. Yes, I do. Okay. Okay, there is a bonus question. Six number six, bonus question. I feel like we've gotten five for five, so this this could be, you know, over a hundred percent. Yes, it could be. Yep. If we get six out of five, mm-hmm. somehow the math works out being over a hundred percent. Of course. Identify the marker Anthony, whose middle name was Langhorn, whose death coincided with the appearance of Halley's Comet in 1910. Oh my gosh. And who wrote under a pen name derived from the measurement of a river's depth. I actually know this. I know this. Uh, Do you know this, Jason? Yes. Oh. Why did you say, oh my gosh? Because that's not what I would say his, this is not his actual name. Oh, his his pen middle name, would you say? Yeah. Whose pen middle name was Langhorn? No, his actual middle name was Langhorn. His pen name is Mark or Anthony, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yep. So there the answer is Mark Twain. Yes. Samuel, Samuel Langhorn, Langhorn Clements. Clements. Yeah, that one's too easy. I've given him away now. Giving away extra credit. Like Bonnie with that money gun. With, with the raining dollar bills gun, and that, that was hilarious. Her her facial expression was the best part of it all. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, should we go over these answers? I mean, I, we probably don't need to. We just went over the answers. Okay, so I I will read them because um, Bob yes. always puts in some tidbits. So number one, cool. Mark Stern graduated from Denison University in Granville, Ohio is Nigel on the TK show and makes periodic trips to visit Reginald the monkey at the national zoo during football season. I will say I did not know he went to Denison. I don't remember that. I didn't remember that either. Number two is indeed Susan B. Anthony champion of women's suffrage. Never married. She got her own money. Y'all her own money. Oh, what movie is that from? You'll get it. Think about it. He got his own money. Coming to America. There you go. Where was that question, Bob? (laughs) Uh, She was tried and convicted of illegally voting in the 1872 presidential election. Mm -hmm. She was fined $100, but refused to pay what she judged was an unjust penalty. She died in 1920, 14 years before the passage of the amendment granting women the right to vote. And $100 was a lot in those days. Yeah, I was going to say, did, uh, wait, the question, didn't the question say 1906? Because I added it up to 1920. You said 1934 or something no, like I that. No, I said 1930 originally, but then I was like, wait a minute, it's, it's, it says she died in, you said she died in 1906. Yep. Go back and read the question again. Uh, c- convicted in 1873 of voting illegally and died in 1906, 14 years before the passage of the 19th Amendment. 
right. so it so should does be. Does the answer say night? She died in 1920? The answer says she died in 1920. Oh, oh throw it out. Throw the entire quiz out. 14 years before the passage of the amendment granting, because he said, uh, yeah, that's a problem. This is, this is important history. We need to look this up. Yep. Oh, man, that's a problem. Yep, died in 1906. Do we continue to read the answers for three, four, five, and six, or do we just say? I mean, the whole yeah, we just do it now. under protest. Yeah, it's tainted. <laughs> I agree. Although the problem is, you know, I think we got them all right, so. Doesn't matter. Do we really want to taint a quiz that we nailed? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. You nail it. Never, I'm not. Uh huh. Just keep reading. Julius, number three, Julius Henry Groucho Marx hosted the game show. Now, do you know the game show he hosted, Anita? You're a big Marx Brothers fan. <laughs> I, I hope you know it. Because I told you the answer. <laughs> you did? Where was yes. I? Are you going to bet your life on this? Oh, see, I, that went right over my head. As many things do on this podcast. Yes, you bet your life on radio, 1947 to 1950, and on television, 1950 to 1961. Hmm. He appeared in over 20 movies. Anita has seen them all, many of which co-starred his brothers Leonard, Chico, and Arthur Harpo, including A Night at the Opera from 1935 and A Day at the Races, 1937. Hmm. His brother Herbert. Oh, go ahead. There's an Arthur Marx. So yeah. this ties it back into the Arthur quiz, too. Yes, it does, yeah. which I would have never gotten. But I think that I if Anita never, was taking that with us, she'd gotten it. I would have never gotten the Marx Brothers' actual first names. Did you know any of those, Anita? No. Okay, yeah, so I've you know them by their nicknames. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of their, their names. His brother Herbert, Zeppo, was also featured in five of the Marx Brothers films, but brother Milton, Gummo, never appeared on camera. But Anita, crushing it, got all five. All five of the brothers. Groucho was awarded an honorary Oscar in 1974. We are correct. Yes. Number four, Anthony <laughs> Irwin Kornheiser had a radio show on various outlets from 1992 to 2016. He, oh, yeah. Bob is right. He appeared as a judge in season one of the ESPN game show, Dream Job, 2003 to 2004. I've never heard of this. Now yeah. I have to go find this on YouTube and watch it. Yeah, it was basically like American Idol for um, anchors. Yeah. I've never heard of this. And he's talked about this on the show, and he basically said he didn't like it because he didn't want to be mean, which cracks me up. <laughs> Which, yeah, it kills me because his favorite on American Idol, and it, he's right, it was Simon. Mm-hmm. And once Simon wasn't on that show anymore, that show was not. I didn't. I stopped watching it after yeah. that. Some of his other TV credits include The Americans, 2015, and a continuing yep. role in a little show we like to call PTI, 2001 to the present. He was featured in the films Mr. 3000 from 2004 and Creed from 2015. And was cut from Creed 2, I believe. Is that what it's called? Creed 2? Yes. No, he, he was in Creed. They were in Creed, I yeah, think. Yeah, they, they got I, cut. I think they filmed something for, I think, they got cut from Creed? No, they got cut from whatever, I thought, it, I didn't think it was called Creed 2. Yeah, it's Creed 2, because I just saw the it on the thing on the plane. Ah. You saw Creed 2 on the plane? Well, it had, it was one of the choices of movies. Oh, what did you pick? I watched uh, A Star is Born. 
Oh, Ooh. I haven't seen that either. And we'll have to get back to that. Tony's yes, daughter Elizabeth. I have something to say about Gaga, and, and when we get back to it. Okay, Tony's daughter Elizabeth works in his for-profit DC restaurant, Chatter, and his son Michael is the executive <laughs> producer of the Tony Kornheiser Show podcast. Um, and he adds parenthetically, success in these ventures may still be a little way off. <laughs> Satchmo was taking shots. Uh huh. Satchmo was inducted into the Washington D.C. Sports Hall of Fame in 2017. Nothing about the honorary doctorate degree. Well, yeah, I, I don't. Would you? Okay, so when I think of honorary awards or honorary things like that, I think of like honorary doctorates. I don't. I guess you're honoring them when you induct them in a Hall of Fame or put them on a Wall of Fame, but I wouldn't call that an honorary award. Does that make sense? Well, you're honoring. That's just me being semantic about it. But when honorary degree is in the title, an honorary is in the title of honorary degree, I'd say that was a, a um, omission, a crime of right. omission. Let me let me explain this better. When you, when I hear honorary award or honorary degree, I think you didn't really earn that. They're just giving it to you. So oh. you earned it. You oh, didn't earn it through okay. the traditional means. Got but it. when you're inducted in a Hall of Fame, they're honoring you. But I wouldn't consider that an honorary thing. You'd Does consider that, that an award of merit. Yes, you earned that. You you were voted yeah. in, but you earned that with your career. I mean, you earned the honorary doctorate with your whatever. You, you've done something that made them recognize you. Mm -hmm. But honorary is different than being honored to me connotationally. Mm -hmm. I made up a lot of words in this, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Connotationally was a good one. I don't think, yeah. is that a word? It is uh, now. Connotation is a word. Connotation uh, and denotation. If you have, yes. the, the denotation is the same for honorary and honored and honor. But I think the connotation is different to me in my mind. And which to me in my mind is all that, you know. Matters. That counts. Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't matter. But, you know, what were you going to say, Anita? I would like to be corrected if possible. No, I, I agree. I think you know, honorary is you sort of didn't earn it the, the traditional way. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, so we're protesting that as well. Yeah, this just, you know, we just might as well just erase this. This never happened. Okay, number five, Sir Philip Anthony Hopkins, born in Margam, Wales, played oh, Oak Philip. I didn't in know that. Thor. Yeah, I didn't either. Mm -hmm. 2011, Thor The Dark World, 2013, and Thor Ragnarok, mm -hmm. 2017. In Thor addition, Ragnarok, good movie. In addition to portraying, I will not see any of those movies, even though the Thor, is, oh, come on. Thor is part of my people, you know, one of my people. You should watch Ragnarok. It's funny it's different than the other ones the other two thors are kind of like stuffy and you know um shakespearean sort of in a way so who plays thor in these movies hemsworth okay well then i might consider it yeah in addition to portraying Wait a minute have you not seen the avengers no what what no what? Are we really going to go through that again? Have I you seen the Avengers, Anita? I haven't seen any of these action yeah. Marvel mm -hmm. movies. Avengers is good. Avengers is entertaining. I mean, it's a it's a blockbuster, you know, popcorn movie, but it's entertaining. Apparently, there Deadpool. are Deadpool. Okay, I haven't seen Deadpool either. Deadpool's pretty funny, but it's currently on HBO, so I will see it. I, I mean, I could see it. Uh, I think Avengers is on Amazon Prime. Okay. Well, um, I'm told that Avengers, if I want to get really know what's going on, there's like 20 of them before just yeah. seeing Endgame. I shouldn't just jump into Endgame. Oh, no, you shouldn't just jump into Endgame. You should at least watch you should at least watch Iron Man. The, the first Iron Man is a, actually a good movie. 
Um, I saw that. I did see that. That's pretty good. And then you should probably watch. You could. You should watch Captain America, the first Captain America. Um. And then you could skip to Avengers, pretty much the first Avengers. Where do the wolf? Where does Wolverine? Not in any of these. What is that? What's that franchise? That's the X Men. X Men. Thank you. It's still Marvel, and its own. The problem now is that the the movie studios that have the rights to all most of the Marvel stuff don't have the X Men as part of that because the X Men stuff is like that that was already licensed prior, I think, to Sony or something like that. It's something. And it's basically why now Spider-Man is just now showing up in Avengers movies because originally spot and you know, I'm sure James or Brendan or somebody out there is going to be like, no, you idiot. Here's how this stuff works. I'm just, I have very basic knowledge of this stuff and it gets super complicated, but there's like all sorts of like different licensing issues that keep that have kept, they kept Spider-Man. That's that's why they made those terrible Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man, if you will. The only Spider-Man I saw was McGuire and Kirsten Dunst. Yes, and Spider-Man 2, to me, is still one of the best, if not the best, comic book movie. Spider-Man 2, I have not seen. Well, that's, that's McGuire and Dunst. That's the second one they did, and that's an actual good movie. Um, so they made those originally. That was when they Sony, I think it was Sony, originally got the license. And then they were going to lose the license if they didn't make more Spider-Man movies. And after the third one was so terrible, they were like, oh, we're just going to reboot this. And that's when they brought in Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. And those movies are garbage. And then, But they made like two or three of those just to keep the license. So that's, that's the problem with this licensing stuff is it's part of it where if you don't make, we're going to sell you the rights to this for a certain number of years and you pay for it per year. But at a certain point, if you haven't made or you made use of the property within a calendar year or a certain amount of time, you lose the rights to it and it goes back up to bidding again. And they can sell it to somebody else. And that's kind of, I think they made those second set of movies just to keep it. And then it, then it ran out anyway. And now Spider-Man is back with the people, the rest of Marvel who were making the actual good Marvel movies, good comic movies. Because look, those second Spider-Man movies were terrible. The DC movies are complete garbage, except for Wonder Woman, which was mostly okay. Well, I did see Wonder Woman and liked it. But yeah, I'm not you, I'm not going back and seeing any of these Avengers. If I have to do 20, forget it. No, you don't have to. If you liked Wonder Woman, you would like the first Iron Man and you would like the Avengers, the first Avengers movie. That's really and the Captain America ones are good. I like them, but the the first Iron Man is is the best one I think of all of it and then the Avengers is good. Okay. I'll, I I will um Trust your opinion on yeah. that. And Thor Ragnarok is the third. I think my probably my third favorite. It's it's pretty good. It's funny. It's made by different directors. I think Kenneth Branagh did the first two, and the first one was in. The second one was terrible, and the third one they just went in a completely different direction. And it's it's like a action comedy, like a buddy comedy almost. Uh, are you still there, Anita? Yeah. It's been nerd <laughs> corner. <laughs> Which, yeah, which one had the which one had the dragons and the three eyed raven? Um, <laughs> see, now you're probably talking about Game of Thrones, which I don't watch. She definitely is. I don't know anything about Game of Thrones except I tried to read the the first book and was like, nah, this is not for me. I haven't read any of the books, and I'm not going to. But I do like the show. Yeah, young Statman and I had a discussion in Slack. Uh, I guess it's probably a week or so ago now about Game of Thrones. And I think he watches it and was trying to say, 
uh, telling me what was good about it. And I was like, yeah, I can appreciate that. That's just not my thing. So I will probably never watch it. Well, you really don't. If you don't have any desire, you really. I mean, it's how many seasons? Eight seasons? Mm-hmm. Is it what, two episodes left now? Yeah, uh, at this point? Two? I don't know. Two or three, yeah. Yeah, I I never had a desire to watch it, and then I decided I had nothing to watch one time, and I watched like six seasons over a summer. <laughs> yep, that's, I've done that before with other and, shows. Oh, yeah. and then just started really actually watching as they were came on about two years ago. I have heard this um, season or the last two seasons have gone downhill, and people are getting really nervous now about how it's going to end. Oh yeah, it's gonna it, it's got Dexter season eight all over it. Oh boy. So that's gonna... why I stopped watching Dexter. Is I heard how bad it got at the end. Yeah, and I watched like the first few episodes of the first season. I was like, "This is okay. If this goes someplace, I could really be into this." And then because I was way late on it, it was done by the time I started watching it. And people were like, so disappointed in like the last season or so. And I'm like, "Okay, I, I'm not. I'm moving on to something else." That's yeah. how that was my experience with Dexter. I probably watched three episodes and mm-hmm. way many years late, and I just left. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing how, because in part, it's the shows do it to themselves because they build up the expectations because they're so good at the beginning and then they just can't follow through. My problem, my my all-time disappointment in movies or media is the Matrix revolutions. Yes, we have we have talked about that before, right? Yes, that's, that's the bar. Now, I will say the first movie is absolutely still worth watching, but I would not watch the second and the third. One that I would watch all the way through is Lost again, even though the last season, and particularly like towards the end of the last season, is just complete garbage and nonsense. Have you seen Lost, Anita? I have, but I watched it all like over a different summer. No, oh, wow. okay. after after it was over, I mean, a couple of years after it had ended, I watched it. Yeah, I watched the first three seasons on DVDs. This is back when there was no streaming really. Mm-hmm. So I bought the DVDs and watched the first three seasons in a in a summer, and then I was ke- keeping up with it each year. My problem with it, it's not that, I mean, that last season was not good. My problem with it is the first three years of that show, the creators kept insisting, we have a plan, we know where we're going, I know this doesn't make sense now, it's all going to come together and everything's going to be explained. If they hadn't have done that, it wouldn't have been as disappointing. Right. They set themselves up. They got expectations too high. Yes. So Game of Thrones, I don't, I don't get the Dexter season eight reference, but my take on Game of Thrones this season is they're going to tie it up in a little bow. Let's see, it's in like, two episodes, you think? Uh-huh. So? It's, it's, They've it's already been, started. It's been some weak tea, I think, the last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to finishing number five. Um, after Thor Ragnarok. Diversion tangent. In addition to portraying Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs 1991, Red Dragon 2001, and Hannibal 2002, Hopkins and Dench played the title roles in Shakespeare's Antony and Cleopatra at the Royal National Theater in 1987. Hmm. And finally, the bonus answer Mark Twain was the pseudonym of Samuel Langhorne Clemens. Having been born just before the appearance of Halley's Comet in 1835, Clemens famously and correctly predicted that he had come in with the comet, and I expect to go out with it. River pilots on the Mississippi would call out on the Mark Twine, 
indicating the river ahead had a depth of 12 feet or more and was therefore navigable. Hmm. Is that how he got, is that where his name came from? I guess. Cool. I was confused by the way that um, Bob worded that, that wrote under a pen name derived from the measurement of river's depth. In my head, I was trying to figure out is, is Clemens a river's depth measurement? (laughs) Because I was getting the things. (laughs) And, on that note, we can end the quiz. <laughs> Beetlejuice. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Yes, thanks, Bob. Always fun. Always gives us plenty of fodder to uh, complain about, which is perfect. And another quiz we nailed. Yes. Now I expect to see some quiz on pseudonyms and pen names and or, you know, <laughs> Avengers movies. Marvel. 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 MCU. Marvel Cinematic Universe. How about that? Let's do that one. Oh, he will. No, don't do that because KJ's not seen any of the movies. That would be terrible. Beetlejuice is not included MCU, so. Um, no, but he could be. He could, <laughs> I mean, you, you never know. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bob. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes. It's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, yeah, she's been with us for the whole show. Can we move on now, please? Hey, people. Thanks for listening this far. We hope you're enjoying it, or at least tolerating it. Actually, I don't want anyone to just tolerate it. If it's just tolerating, just turn it off. We're not going to hurt our feelings. In fact, we're never going to know. You could probably just read Twitter and figure out what we're talking about enough to send in feedback. Oh, and speaking of feedback, at SpeakTangents on Twitter. Or speaking of tangents podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call us and leave a voice tweet at 406 905 1912. Again, that number, since nobody is calling it, is 406 905 1912. Not like I'm paying attention or keeping track or, you know, wanting anybody to call call it. But before we get to that feedback, we do want to give a sincere shout-out to Bob Walsh. Thanks for doing these quizzes. This ridiculous show wouldn't be what it is without you taking the time to send us these crazy questions that lead in directions that we can never come up with our own. Thanks, Bob. And we're still going to protest every single one of them. Do we have any feedback this week? Well, yeah, we do have feedback. Um, Patrick Moffat has sent us his own recommendation. So here's a little recommendation segment from Patrick at Moffat Patrick on Twitter. Only a few episodes in, he says, Bangkok, Osaka, Delhi. But the new Netflix series, Street Food, is wonderful. Just makes you want to wander the, wander the planet, meet the people, enjoy the place slash culture, and eat the food. Mm. I have not seen Street Food. Anybody, you, Jason, you, Anita, Street Food? I haven't seen the show Street Food. Yeah, I've seen Street Food. I've seen street food in Bangkok. Okay. Have you eaten street food in Bangkok? Oh, no. Because (laughs) some of the vendors had three and two-legged dogs tied to their carts. Oh, so. And what I discovered is that, or what the guy who was drove me around said is, yeah, they keep them alive and then they cut off their leg and that's what they cook and that's what's hanging in there. Did you believe him? Yeah, I have no reason to doubt him. Yeah. 
Well, I don't and know what rats that they catch and they cook up, and you just you're never sure what what it is. So maybe you'd find some of that if you've watched the first. I'm assuming the first episode is Bangkok. Yeah, I'm assuming he's listening since to that's the one yeah. he. I'm sh- I'm assuming he doesn't watch out of order. Although this seems like a show, maybe you could watch out of order. Possibly. I've never watched any of these. Person. I never watched the Anthony or Anthony Bourdain show either. I never did. But I people loved it. I don't know. Did you ever watch that, Anita? Yes, I did. What did you think? Did you like it? Yeah, I like that, and I like that um, bizarre foods. So this might be right up your alley. I know. That looks good. I did Jason's see that wife, advertised. Yeah, Jason's wife likes watching shows about food and like looking at pictures of food. And I'm just like, I just want to eat food. My, yeah, my problem with watching food <laughs> is I get hungry and then I want to eat it. And the same thing happens when I watch comedians in cars getting coffee. It'll be 8 p.m. Be and I want coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just makes it look so good. Okay. Well, thank you, Patrick. I, drop around in the I might actually watch a, a food show for the first time because Patrick recommended it. Yes. Okay. We had a number of folks weigh in on the restaurant dilemma that I proposed or brought up last episode about was... donuts. I bought, we bought donuts and then we took it to Caribou Coffee and ate it oh, there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that was okay or not. Uh, so we'll read a few of them here. First is from Neil and Rockville at Neil and Rockville. Big difference between bringing in something that the establishment sells if it is to a mom and pop shop versus a large chain restaurant like Caribou. Can't let large corporate America control you. Two exclamation points. Can't bring Caribou coffee to the small donut shop. I agree. This is this was this was my point. Yes. Yeah, I agree Excellent. with it all, with all that. He stated it better and more clearly. But yes, perfect. Yeah, I would never think, I actually never would think of bringing caribou to the to the donut shop. The mom and pop donut shop, I should say. So Jeff Kenton at Jay Kenton. If the coffee place doesn't sell donuts, game on. If it does, well, make them better. Hmm. Same logic goes the other way, too. If you want me to buy your coffee, make it better. Yeah. And I agree, I, with, I agree with that. I think I said that on the pod, too, about the yes, bakery. I, I said... The whole thing is really their fault because if they would make better coffee, this could have all been avoided. Uh, yes, I, I, I would kind of put both what Jeff and Neil said together. And, you know, like when you make a Venn diagram, you got the little spot in the middle. Yes. Yeah, that's I fall into that if it's. Yeah. And my friend Sarah texted me and she said um, before Culver's started serving veggie burgers. I would always get Subway and eat it there with the rest of the fam. Hmm. So she's a vegetarian, and I didn't know that Culver's served veggie burgers. Sarah, what are you doing eating veggie burgers at Culver's? Yeah, I, I've never eaten in a Culver's. Um, I have. They, I went to Culver's. Go ahead. They, I'm just saying they're, they're, they're considered fast food, but they take longer than any other fast food restaurant I've been to to get you your food. Well which is a good this, sign that make it fresh. Yeah. yeah, it's it's made for you. It was it's made on demand. On as demand, the lady yes. Told me through the window um at the drive thru. We went to Culver's this past weekend and there was another person with us, me and Jason's wife. And the other person when she said, 
um, what would you like on your hamburger? And I was talking, she's in the back seat telling me, and she's like, oh, I want everything on it. And so I told the lady, you know, at the window, she wants everything on it. We want, you know, this cheeseburger, double cheeseburger with everything on it. And she's like, everything? And is there anything else? And the girl in the back goes, everything in your mama. And I was just like, what are you doing? Wait, so you get your food spit in. I thought you were saying that Jason's wife was in the back seat and you were no. driving. I was driving. Jason's wife's in the front seat with me. The other person with us was in the oh, back seat. Okay. I was then going to ask. I'm not going to mention their name because I haven't cleared to tell this story. So <laughs> I was going to ask if Jason's wife also had a knee surgery, which required her to sit in the back seat while you show. No. Okay. No. no Everything no. in your mama. I'm, I'm thinking the lady didn't hear it. Uh, she paused for a second. It was loud enough for her to hear. So I'm just like, what are you doing? You, what are you doing? All our food's going to have big loogies in it now. That does seem to be a concern of yours. You asked Jolene last time if she spit in the drinks at the Elks Club. Yes. Do you not think that happens? I do think it happens. And uh, the last time I went, after the last podcast, when I went, I don't remember where we were, but... I was worried about them spitting in our food. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. I remember I've seen the Gatorade story. Y yeah, but I still I don't know it. the Gatorade story. It's we're in the ballpark. I have a guess, but uh, yeah, gross. Uh, so where do you come down on this issue, Anita? Do you have a preference or don't you care? What as far as taking food in? Yeah, bringing food from one establishment to another. I, I sort of go on the fence. It depends on what it is, where it is. If they're not if they're not selling donuts where you're going, I don't have a problem bringing them in. There you go. I agree. Um, okay, Jenny Robbins at Robbins underscore Jenny. I loved having Jolene as the third chair. Three exclamation points. I am so happy to put a voice with the face. I really hope you can make it to Jingle Fest this year. And then she says, I would like to uh, answer a few items or address answer address a few items a totally agree with hall of famer and jolene about restaurant items b i've only ever had orange cream soda it's okay but if i'm drinking a soft drink i want a pepsi oh no <laughs> and c this took a turn for the worse my friends like to play a game it's called taste this and recreate it <laughs> so before i can make a boozy pudding dessert basically a flavored zabaglione I need a point of reference. Mm. Uh, four emojis. Two are laughing while crying, and they are straight up. And two are sideways, head turned sideways, crying. Okay, that, that's the bone with me. Okay. And gotcha. so she agrees with the Hall of Famer and Jolene, not me, on the restaurant issue. Um, I think we're all in the same general ballpark on this. Well, not the Hall of Famer and not Jolene and apparently not <laughs> Je Jenny. <laughs> um, well, Je well, Jenny drinks Pepsi, so, I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on. What are you doing? But taste this and recreate it is. I would never <laughs> do that, but I like the idea. I would like, Jenny, can you please taste... A triple brownie before next Jingle Fest. <laughs> Recreated for Jingle Fest, maybe. Well, I mean, that's just eating three brownies, right? Triple brownie? Yeah, but triple brownie dessert. Oh, okay. And, and speaking of boozy pudding, Brendan in Jersey at Brendan in Jersey says, quote, I like goo, unquote. <laughs> Isolating that as my new text alert. 
Now, he could be quoting somebody else. I think Ice actually said, I'm good with goo. No, you said, I'm good with goo. I like goo. Did I? Okay. <laughs> yes, you did. But what does he mean? And there was this long pause <laughs> where I was laughing in the background. Okay. And what does he I might be <laughs> showing my deficiencies with technology, but what does he mean by text alert? Do you know what texts are? Yeah, but isolating you know I like are? goo as my text alert. I'd like to know you how that assign you could assign anything to be a text alert on your phone when you get a text. You know, it would dings or does whatever. Yeah. You can make that sound anything you want. So what he's saying is he took a clip of me saying I like goo or he might have said in the into his phone, I like goo, and that's the new no, text alert. He's cutting you saying it on the podcast out of <laughs> the podcast and making it into an audio file that can then be used as a text alert on his phone. That sounds like I don't think a lot of work. I don't think he's actually doing that. I'm just saying that's what he's that's that's the implication here. Okay. That's not the implication. That's the explication, I guess it is. All right. Making up words. That does sound like a lot of work. I just do the default text alerts. Yeah. But he, what what he's doing is I think he's he may be in the millennial range. Um and I'm 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 about to explain social media conventions, so I could be way wrong. But like when people say stuff like this is my new avatar. I'm making this a text alert. It's it's a way of saying this was hilarious or this is funny or this isolated by itself is ridiculous. And it's most of the time people are not actually doing that. They're just that's a way of stating how um much they liked it or thought it was funny. Yeah, it, it's a little hyperbole is basically what it is. I'm not really doing this. Yeah, but he might be actually. We might be we might be recording a chatter. I hope he gets a text a while we're recording a chatter. It's like I like goo in the background. <laughs> okay, moving on. The, other, th the oh. other thing was it was it was very isolated in the audio, uh -huh. so it would be easy to clip out. Nice and make that. So please, somebody do that. Please. <laughs> well, if all the things I've said on this podcast, I like goo is is better than many things that I might have that might be isolated out. Probably. Um, okay, so speaking of cream soda, she, mm -hmm. Jenny mentioned cream soda. I think we started talking about cream soda because we were talking about root beer. Yes. This next one comes from Anita from Alaska. Oh. What? So Anita, so, 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 so <laughs> Anita says, so where, or asks, so where does SOT stand on birch beer? I think the Amish invented it because we always had it when we went to Amish country when I was a kid. Oh, and there's a picture. Of birch beer. Pennsylvania mm -hmm. Dutch birch beer. Um, the only time I've ever had birch beer was in D.C. We went to a, I think it was a salad place called Chopped. And birch beer was one of the selections on the soda machine. So we tried it and we both really liked it. I don't know if it's Pennsylvania Dutch birch beer, but that's all I, I know about birch this. beer. I don't think I've ever had it. Is it good, Anita? I, I think it's an acquired taste. It's sort of, <laughs> I don't know what kind you had, KJ. It's sort of, the stuff we used to get was sort of reddish. Mm, this was of, more yellowish. <laughs> that, that sounds like something else. That it kind of looks like, yeah, that sounds like something else. All right, it kind of looked to me like cream soda. Isn't cream soda kind of yellow, yellowish? Mm. Sort of like a pale ale. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I was, maybe I was a little bit off in my description. Yellowish pale ale is probably more appropriate of what the birch beer looked like. Yeah. yeah our, the birch beer we got was like sort of a reddish brown. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a different taste. It's not root beer. It's not. Not cream soda. I liked it. I liked it right off. It wasn't an acquired taste for me. I liked it right away. And I this let me just say this might be a Hall of Fame correction for next week because I had I don't know what color it was, <laughs> but I bet you the Hall of Famer remembers. I also bet the Hall of Famer will would like it because it's Amish, right? Absolutely. Invented by the Amish, so I mean, gotta gotta be in on that right from the jump. Pennsylvania Dutch is a brand. I mean, they don't just make birch beer. I don't think. They make other stuff, they don't they? Lots of stuff. Yeah. yeah, they make butter. a lot of stuff. Like yeah. butter. There was a big, because I was in Pennsylvania, and there was lots of Amish out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was thinking Bloody. of the Hall of Famer. I took my son, my both kids out there when they were little one time, and they had a farm, like a working Amish farm that they could, tourists could go through. So I took them, and my son mm-hmm. wanted to stay and be Amish. Oh wow! Okay, room springer. Yep, Spring that was that would be reverse reverse room springer. Yes, <laughs> reverse room springer. And I was tempted to leave him. <laughs> <laughs> How old was he at the time? I think he was about eight. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> would have left my daughter for at least a couple of days. <laughs> you got to make them appreciate what they got, or yeah. maybe she would have found her calling and would have been Amish, and I would have been like, "Go with God." <laughs> Could have gotten fresh butter and all that. Yeah. Did they have Mennonite Amish donuts there? Mm, I don't remember. Oh, man. They probably didn't then because I think you'd remember them. Okay. From Kim Wilson at Kim Wills 33. Okay. Speaking of tangents, I took the leap on the jalapeno peanut M&Ms, and I really can't taste the difference between the regular ones. A little heat at the end, but I expected more jalapeno taste in the chocolate. Okay, here's my question. What does a jalapeno taste like? Hot. Tastes like hot. (laughs) Yeah, it's what I the only taste that if you asked me that question, I'd be like, it's hot. So I thought I might be missing something. Um, and I responded to Kim's tweet with thank you for taking the heat for us. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Also, my friend Sarah texted me and said she she also tried these things, and she said they tasted like chocolate-covered jalapeno, which is, I guess, what they're going for. Mm. So we have conflicting—we have some, yeah, chocolate-covered heat. We have some conflicting opinions there. I so will, we need to get Kim and Sarah together, and they need to debate this. Or they, yeah, maybe. Or maybe Kim needs to bring in a Subway veggie sandwich to Culver's too. Same girl. <laughs> Same, same woman. Sarah. Yeah, same Sarah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, we got a good closing tweet here from Adam Benson at Benson underscore the comic. I have learned two things from listening to this podcast. One, Jason and I would never be able to agree on what you eat or drink. I agree. Two, based on what he doesn't like, Jason must be hungry all the time. Mm. I'm hungry for um, success. If you like to say that, if, is he, if he's talking about food, no. But if he's hungry, you know, talking about hungry for, you know, making things right and doing things better, then yes. Improvement, yes, I'm hungry. You got to have that hunger inside. 
<laughs> okay. Um, and the only thing I'll say is, if Adam, if you want to be on the opposite side of me, I'll just say, um, I'll pose the question, which one of us was retweeted by Shea Serrano this past week? And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but did Kristen Bell like your tweet? Who? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I was I was tagged on that tweet, so yes, in a way. She ta- she liked the tweet you were tagged in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um What were you gonna say earlier about Lady Gaga? Well, I was just gonna Oh, so Anita watched uh um Star, Star is Born, Born last mm-hmm. night. I'm assuming you mean the newest version with Gaga and Cooper, Anita? Yes. And and I actually about three weeks ago on TCM they had back to back the first two that I watched. Oh. Okay, so, so you, you have haven't... seen all three of them. Yes. Yeah. Which would you say is the your favorite? Uh, probably the Judy Garland one, I think. That's not a bad choice. And that's basically what did you so you knew going into this one what the you knew going into this one what was going to happen. Unlike Oh yeah, me. and and the same thing happened in all three movies. It didn't change. Okay. <laughs> I was just making yeah, I, I because I haven't seen the new one, and I was wondering if they did anything, like, different. No, pretty much the same. And I, so like what, the I like the new one. I did, yeah, too. Gaga's supposed to be good in that. She was. So was Cooper. I, I saw her, I saw a clip of her this week um, in, like, 2006, I think it was, 2007. Uh, it's on YouTube, of her playing in, like, this little dive bar. As Steph, as her actual name, Stephanie Germanata, she's like playing keyboards and they're playing like Led Zeppelin covers with this. She's playing with her band, mm-hmm. and she just is like the opposite of what you would of when you would what you think of when you think of Lady Gaga now, and um, actually like her more after seeing that because it was like she's she was out there doing it, and it was two years before. Two years later, she'd be like become one of the biggest, you know, pop stars in the entire world when that first album, The Fame, came out or Fame, whatever it's called. And like two years prior to that, she's just like, you know, grinding away in these little tiny bars Mm -hmm. and doing the same in the the stage banner was great. It just cracked me up. You could tell she could sing, but it was like. It's it's the stuff that I see on a you know weekly weekend basis when I go play places. It's it's that kind of vibe, and people are kind of halfway paying attention half the time. And you know you have a certain section of the crowd that knows you that's cheering. It's very it was very um what's the word I'm looking for inspirational that you know she did it and she kept at it and it just takes one break and then you explode. So yeah, it was cool to see. Um. I recently thought of Gaga this week because it. Do either of you know why she picked the name Lady Gaga? Yes, I've heard. Okay, a story. Yes, I don't know, but we were listening. We were driving and listening to the radio, and a song came on by Queen called yes. "Radio Gaga." That is the story I've heard, and I had never heard it. Didn't know. Didn't know the song at all. And so I just looked at the Hall of Famer and said, I wonder that I wonder if this song is how Lady Gaga got her name. Yes, that's the story I've heard. Her, her OK, tell. so we both just wondered. Neither one of us checked or anything, but that's what I wondered. I've never actually looked it up to see if that's for real, but I have heard 
people that have interviewed her say this is what you know I've read interviews that said that's she confirmed yeah that's where she got she said that's where it came that that was the inspiration for the nickname okay nailed it again yeah cool. all right that's it that's it that's it anything else Anita no although I do want to say besides <clears throat> thank you for joining us Anita also happy Mother's yes. Day coming up this weekend Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, both of you. And um, that's it. So we'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks thanks for coming on. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Speaking of loss, we will not have a show next week and possibly not the following week either. We're not exactly sure yet. But one thing I'm sure of is that the Minnesota Twins are the best team in baseball, baby! As of the recording of this podcast, and I know this will not and cannot last, so please just humor me because eventually I will start losing again and I will go back to being my typical sad fan self. Thank you. By Jason Hughes. I love snow peas, and I love you.